Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryson. As always, I am Bryson. With me today, I have the one, I have the only, I have the people's tight end. Well, I'm not the people's tight end. I'm Charlie, but I am. People's tight end number support, one fan. Supporting the people's tight end, which is George Kittle. I'm Charlie. Uh, Bryce, Charlie. the Carolina Football Cats, great shirt. Right? It's great pretty shirt. good, right? The Pussycats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most importantly, yes. Yes, yeah. Bryce, uh, we have a lot to talk about here. Charlie, uh, yes, we do. Sit down. Let's let's do this. All thing. right, let's do it. Um, first of all, I just got I just got one little thing to say. Uh, I've got big news. You do? Yeah my my surgeon has cleared me, and I am able to do whatever I want with this wrist wow. that has had surgery on it. Uh, it doesn't allow me to like move it much right now. Like okay. I can't really do much yeah but so it's a limp limp wrist kind of situation it's still still a bum wrist yeah okay but um i'm not going to break it or not i'm not going to stunt any of the bone growth at this point so i can do i am fully cleared to work play football go longboarding wow he told me you were doing all those things beforehand no absolutely not but he did he did tell me that uh if ever i'm in a situation where i would fall yeah. Uh, maybe I should put the the splint on. Like okay. Brace. And yeah. so I told Lily that, and she said, "Okay, so you need to wear it all the time." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Uh, that's pretty accurate. I I would say the same thing. I would say the same thing for you. Okay. Well, you can you can cram it up your cram hole. Uh, yeah, we'll do. But um, Bryce, we've got a lot of football to talk about. Yes, we do. Let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. So we thought we had a big week last week, like, you know, two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. This past week. It gets crazier and crazier, Charlie. Yeah. And now now what was weird was like uh, Monday when like the, when you were allowed to start talking to people or players or, or teams were allowed to talk to players, it was wild. It like stuff was happening 30 seconds in the first signing happened. Yeah. And now it didn't happen legally yet. It's like, hey, they have agreed to this. It's kind of like a verbal commitment like uh, on signing day right. or whatever. Right. Um, or before signing day. But um, now a lot has happened. And then it kind of slowed down. A lot of free agent signings, though. And more trades. It's been insane, Charlie. It's, uh, you know, I know we all say it seems like almost every single year we have the whole conversation of, you know, this year is the craziest year of NFL free agency, but it really feels like it these past couple of years have been the craziest NFL free agency. And it seems like it's getting crazier and crazier every year. Yeah, yeah, um, hands down. So I think we just need to kind of dive in. Yeah. So we're just going to do uh, all the free agent signing or all the significant free agent signings for every team. Yeah. Um, and By division. By division. Yep. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and we want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so we're starting with the AFC East. Yep. All right. And uh, they re-signed Isaiah McKenzie. They picked up O.J. Howard from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They picked up Ro- the guard Roger Saffold from 
the Titans, which I know huge addition for yeah. their offensive line. Yep, and I mean it's kind of like the rich getting richer. Mm-hmm. Um, they got center Mitch Morse. Uh, they got they re-signed defensive end Shaq Lawson. Or no, no, no. Yeah, he was with he was he with was them with them last year. Um, yep. uh, they got DeQuan Jones. They got Tim Settle, so those are two defensive tackles. Uh, and then the their big signing was Von Miller. Von Miller, yep. Who signed a six-year, $120 million contract at age what? 30 what? Mm, 33. 33. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, it's, that's pretty insane. Now, there are some – when it first came out, Charlie, I think we both texted each other like, how did he get a six-year deal at 33 years old? And he may not even be 33. I honestly have no idea. Um, but I know he is older. Um, and it sounds like after diving into it a little bit more, it sounds like the contract is not as juicy as it is reported. Uh, sounds like it's more like a three-year deal um, with an average of 17.5 mil, which is about average for any pass rusher on the market right now. So it's a pretty standard deal, but man, did it drop off or it, it popped off the page when he first got it out. For sure. So I think it averages 17.5 million for the first four years, and there's 51 million in guarantees. Um, but I think the Bills are out there saying, yeah, we're not. This is we're going all in. Yeah, this is our time. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we both know, Charlie, like your window's open and it will close very quickly oh, on sh- you. It sure will. And the Bills are in their window. Yeah, they're they're in their window, and it's unfortunate. And if if they beat the if I I truthfully believe if they pulled that off against the Chiefs, which I feel like they should have, they would have. I think they would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and. We've, we've got all 32 teams to jump through, so let's... Let's do it. All right, so the Dolphins, they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Um, they, Good backup for him. You know, Tua's a little sketchy, to to put it in layman's terms, so that's a solid backup. I, I really like the signing just to be, like, they they have a good option one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they so they got a couple of running backs. They got Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals. They got Raheem Mostert from the Niners. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniel being the old Niners running back coach and uh, offensive coordinator. Um, they picked up Alec Ingold, the fullback. And the reason why I think that's important is because Mike McDaniel's Niner system. Mike McDaniel's offense needs a fullback. That's right. Um, they got Trent Sherfield, which is. Uh, uh, he was like the fourth wide receiver for the Niners, but he made plays when it mattered. Um, re-signed Preston Williams. They got Cedric Wilson, who we thought was I thought was staying with the Cowboys. He was that fourth option. Um, then they re-signed or they tagged Mike Gesicki, the tight end. They picked up Connor Williams from the Cowboys. They re-signed Emmanuel Ogba, who was going to get paid big money from another team if they didn't get him. Bryce, uh, the Dolphins really threw some money out there. The Dolphins have done some work. Um, I, you know, they it's more defensively, I would say. But I don't know. And after looking at the list, I think it is a little bit more balanced. 
My question is this, Charlie. The Dolphins have always been in running back purgatory where they don't seem to have one guy that they truly like. So I'd like to see Mike McDaniels kind of find an identity as far as who's their who's their runner back there. And I know based off of a 49er system, you may not actually get a one number one guy. You might just have one A, one B, and one C. And so and I maybe am, even one D. It, right. And then maybe even one PS, which is practice squad. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I think I think what Mike McDaniel did was he gave himself options that he 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 that, you know good four or five options. Mm-hmm. He signed two options that he loves or likes, and they already had a couple two to three good ones that they liked. So. I like their trio of wide receivers here. If Mike McDaniel's is going to come in and run that 49er system, my question is this. Who's going to be the Debo Samuel? Is that going to be? Um, is that going to be? Uh, I don't think they have him yet. I really you don't. don't think so. No, they've got. What's his name? Got, Why am I blanking on his name, Charlie? Well, they've got an insane the rookie, Jalen Waddle. Yes, is Jalen Waddle their their type of uh, Debo he, Samuel? No, he's not. He's not a running back type. You, you don't think so? No, no, no. I think they've got an awesome um, wide receiver core. Yeah. Is Devontae Parker... I think he's still under contract, so okay, he should so still think, be there. I think they've got more wide receivers than they know what to what, do with. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have an... Like, they, they've got a good one and two. They've got a great one and two. Right. And they have an, a great three through five or six, I right. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's going to be competition in training camp, and it's going to, I think... It extends to the running play. back position, too, with Salvin Ahmed and... Uh, now you got Raheem Mostert. Now you got Chase Edmonds as well, and you know I, it just that's a loaded running back room. They got a lot of weapons on offense. I'll be curious to see what they do with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh, Mike McDaniel because you know I'm a mm-hmm. homer. Yep. Um. So now I'm just gonna dive into yeah, yeah. Patriots. Yeah. Now. So Patriots. I mean, I guess this isn't that important, but they've re-signed Brian Hoyer for his third stint with the Patriots. Yep. Um. Resigned James White. Um, they they acquired Mac Wilson in a trade with the Browns because they traded away Chase Winovich. I mean, they resigned Devin McCourty, which is big time, and um, they resigned Nick Fo- Folk. Folk. Would you say folk? Yeah. Like if you're def- talking about the music, it's definitely folk. folk music. No, it's folk music. You folk, think folk folk it's music? Folk music. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was. Well, I call it my folks. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, folks. yeah. But that it's like potato, potato, kind of tomato, tomato. Eh. Right? I mean, eh. it's Nick Folk. Yeah, I guess it is. So Nick it's like folk. if you talk about folk music, you talking about maybe a little banjo in there, right? Right. Maybe some fiddle. But but but, but then, like, if you're not, talking about your parents, you're talking about your folks. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about my folks. I'm talking about my folks. Your folks. Yeah. My, see, I would say probably my folks. Is that not right? Well, you never say that, and there's a no. Writer. I don't ever say. I normally say my parents, but it's what I. Is it folks or folk? If I'm what, going, to, if what I'm is, go, what I'm is go, it again? Folks or what? If folks. I'm, if I'm going to my folks' house, your folks. It's my see, folks. but you're missing the my L. Folks. Yeah, because that's that's you don't say it. See, but that sounds like a southern thing that you're just missing the L, like Texans. <laughs> is that not the same thing? It's the folks. The folk. The folks. You're not going to your folks. So you're like house. your forks. It sounds like you're saying forks. My word. Fol- folks? It's 
my first. Folks or fo- folks? It's Nick Folk, I guess. Folk. It's, yeah, it's there's an L. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Folk. Folk. Right? Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> I don't like any of these signings, to be honest with you, Charlie. Um, uh, very patriot way of doing things. Um Nothing really jumps off the page to me, but that's Devin not a McCourty did jump. I mean, that's that's important that they kept him because he's a uh, do-it-all defensive back. Um, and I hope we never have that conversation about folks again, <laughs> because you obviously don't know how to say. Um, the Jets re-signed Joe Flacco, re-signed Tevin Coleman. Uh, what jumped out to me was they re-signed Braxton Berrios, mm-hmm. um, who two-year. $12 million contract, and I bet in two years he's going to get a fat contract from someone. Um, they got Tyler Conklin from the, the Vikings. They got C.J. Uzama from the Bengals. Uh, they got Lakin Tomlinson, the guard from the Niners. They got D.J. Reed, the corner from the Seahawks, who... Um, it's a really good signing for them. Yeah, yeah. He, it's a really good signing for them. The, Niner, he, the Niners drafted him. Let him go because he was he was coming on, but like kind of slowly. So let him go. And uh, I'm 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 blanking on uh, Jets head coach Sala. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow, man. I know it's been a long 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 week. Yeah, um, Sala coached DJ Reed, drafted DJ Reed. Yep. So it was a natural fit for him to come to the Jets. They got Jordan Whitehead, the safety from the Bucks. And they re-signed LaMarcus Joyner. I think overall, good. They didn't make any splash moves. I think they have a. They need to kind of develop their base, like their uh, foundation, a little bit more before they start making splash moves. Because, in my opinion, if you try to real sign a heavy hitter, you're going to sign him to be really upset about being on a losing team. So I think they did a good job of starting to get some of the guys that fit their system, move in, do what they want to do to kind of make a, a stride. I don't think they're going to be winning the AFC East by any means, but move forward. I actually disagree with you. I think the Jets could be argued as one of the top five teams in free eight who have made moves in free agency so far. I really like what the Jets have done so far. Between just keeping Braxton Berrios, you re-signed Tevin Coleman, you know, you Flacco, we've had the conversation. Flacco is what Flacco is. But between Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama, you now have real threats down the middle of the field, which is what they really needed here in order. We all know a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. All right, but between McDermott and Lankin Tomlinson, now now you're really rebuilding, you're reestablishing that offensive line, and and between what they're able to do in their defensive, uh, in their secondary, between DJ Reed, Jordan Whitehead, and Lamarcus Joyner, that is so much experience to partner with all of that youth that they got in the draft last year. I really like what the Jets have done here, Charlie. I think they've done a great job of. Adding really key under underappreciated uh, veteran guys here, and I think the Jets the Jets might have a legit team next year. Whether whether or not their quarterback can kind of put it all together, that's one thing. And whether or not they have legitimate threats on the outside, 
Still yet to be determined. Braxton Barris is not a number one wide receiver. They, they need those guys, right? But what they've done is just, I think, shore up a lot of really good uh, depth in a lot of positions of need for them, and I really like what they've done so far. Well, I didn't... Okay, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I don't, you. You said you disagree with me as in... So what I said was... I don't think they made any splash signings. Right, right. But I do, I really like what they did. Yeah. Like, I think they're doing the right things. I just didn't think they're doing anything to make them, try to put themselves on top. Right. When, I would, DJ Reed's probably the only splash, I think you could he say, was, that they he was, made. He's probably middle of the road. Right. As far as, like, corner. But I think he is high potential, high potential guy. And they're, they. what I do think is they need... More wide receivers. Corey Davis yeah. was, you know, Brashad uh, Perriman. I mean, I like. No, he's on the Tampa. But but, but it, there's there's a lot of guys that are out there that they can still go get. Yeah. And they probably need to bring a couple of guys. And maybe I know this might be a stretch, but maybe go get Julio Jones, who's going to be cheap and have like some, just some veteran presence that'll help bring some of those guys along. But Keeping Braxton Barrios, I think, was key because he, he's, I mean, as far as fantasy goes, he's going to yeah. be significant option. Yeah, absolutely. All he's right. really good. He's a really good flex play next year, I think. All right. Your well, dad made a living off of him this year. That's right. He sure did. <laughs> shout out Steve. Yeah, Steve. You, you almost pulled him. I know off. he's not listening, but shout out Steve. Yeah. Uh, all right, AFC North, Bryce, you yeah. want to take this one? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens haven't done a whole lot here, Charlie. They did make one splash signing with Marcus Williams to a five-year, $70 million deal. I really like that. Obviously, we all know the Ravens really had a lot of issues with their secondary last year. Now, part of that was because of injuries, but adding another really good, solid veteran predecessor in the backfield, it just seems like that's a very classic Ravens thing to do. I'll be curious to see what that defense looks like next year, Charlie, just because Martindale uh, took a hike to the Giants. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but again, adding someone like Marcus Williams, you're not going to go wrong there. Other than that, Charlie, the only other signing that I think is notable here for the Ravens is signing Morgan Moses on a three-year deal. Uh, again, with the I, I think he's going to play the left tackle position. He I might, would imagine so because they traded away Orlando Brown last year. That's what I thought. And so, therefore, I think he slides right into that left tackle spot. Again, Morgan Moses, another really good, solid, veteran, experienced guy. And I just think he's going to protect Lamar or um, or Huntley, out, whoever is out there, honestly. Um, but I think the Ravens did need to reinvest in that offensive line moving forward here. Oh, I think, and I think it's a. It should be stated that they did re-sign Huntley, didn't they? Yes, they did. They did. Well, he's an RFA, okay. so he was a they kind of free agent. Exactly. So they just kind of tendered him and kept him on contract. Yep. Great move by them. Cause oh yeah, that dude yeah. should be. Well, apparently there were a bunch of teams calling for him, and they did not yeah. want to let him go. They're like, nope, nope, yeah. nope. We're gonna keep him. Right, right. So I understandable so. All right, moving on to Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals haven't done too much yet, um, but keeping some key guys here that helped in their Super Bowl run and also signing some other guys. Charlie, they're keeping uh, Alex Kappa or, or, or signing him yep. over, I should say. Um, they Obviously, we all know that. That was, that was the move that was made 30 seconds into the, um, like, when you can even talk to players. Right, It was right. like, 
at 12 o'clock, not even 12.01. It was 12 o'clock and 30 seconds. Yeah. And Alex Kappa was agreed to. Which the their, their tackles are okay, but their, their inner inside of their offensive line was absolutely terrible. And that's where they got eaten up a majority of the year last year. So signing Absolutely a really solid that. guard like Alex Kappa, I think it really helps the Bengals moving forward. And it should give Joey B a little bit more insurance. Um, obviously, Charlie, they lost CJ Uzama and then they replaced him with Hayden Hurst. I don't mind that, Chuck. I, I you know no, I kinda like it. I, I think CJ probably had CJ had a really good year last year, and I don't know if he returns to fantasy relevance with the Jets, but I, I think you can slide in Hayden Hurst probably in that same spot here. Joe Joe is probably smart enough to use Hayden Hurst like he wasn't being truly used in Atlanta, and obviously with Kyle Pitts coming in, Hayden Hurst just kind of fell by the wayside here, but I would expect Hayden Hurst to have some sort of fantasy relevance next year, so look out for that. Other than that, Charlie, they, they, they lose Okanjobi off the defensive line, but they sign B.J. Hill they get their safety and Jesse Bates back and just kind of get a couple different guys on that defensive end or defensive side of the ball where I think they absolutely needed to go. I'll be curious to see what the what the Bengals can do and continue to do moving forward here. Yep. I mean, I mean I, they, they needed to address their offensive line, and that was the very first thing that happened in the NFL. So, um, And they, they, they still have work to do on the offensive line, but – Overall, I'm I'm pleased with what they did. Yeah. All right, Charlie, you ready? Oh boy. Next one's a big one. All right. Well, we're going into the Cleveland Browns. Oh boy. So Charlie, as we both know, and as we've all found out at this point, Amari Cooper was traded there. <laughs> and that's not it. Deshaun Watson ends up getting out of the grasp of everyone in the NFC South and decides to take his talents to the AFC North and join the Cleveland Browns, Charlie. The Cleveland Browns. Who would have thought? Of all three teams, everyone thought the Browns were last on that list. Okay, for actually, for the record, I thought if I was a quarterback, and, and just as far as the cities go, like where I would rather live, if I'm looking at the rosters and the the coach, the Cleveland Browns would have been my first choice when that decision was being made. Right. So that includes like thinking about Amari Cooper, Kevin Stefanski would have been the first coach I would have liked to play for. Absolutely, but Maybe it second? was with Deshaun. It was more. We kept hearing on on all of our insiders that Deshaun wants to stay close to home. He wants to play in the warmer weather, and then all of a sudden he's going. Hundreds of miles away to Cleveland, Ohio, and playing in the cold weather to go play in a really tough division, and one that's rel- relatively up for grabs, but go play in a tough division for the Cleveland Browns. Well, maybe he heard Russell Wilson say, uh, someone asked him, why would you choose uh, this really tough division in the AFC West? He's like, well, I would have it no other way. You want to play... And you want to have the highest competition. And so maybe you heard that. But also, maybe he heard the fact that they were going to guarantee every single dollar of the $230 million contract that he signed. Five-year, $230 million. And Charlie, 
By the way, this is without knowing. This, the Browns have no idea whether or not he'll have to serve any kind of suspension still. Right. There, that is still very much in the air. Now, he was not being charged on a criminal case in any of these charges, but he still very well may have to receive a suspension from the NFL barring what happens with these civil lawsuits. And, and Charlie, like, it, it just... We knew it was going to be a tumultuous situation no matter where he goes. Whatever fan base that Deshaun Watson wanted to join, we knew there was going to be a split. There was going to be a division of fans on whether they accept Deshaun Watson or whether they neglect Deshaun Watson. And already, the Cleveland fan base is absolutely split. And I, I, I'm just I'm so glad... The Panthers lost out on this run because we know the Panthers were in it. And I'm, I'm glad for multiple reasons because Tepper lost out on this. Um, first of all, it's kind of like a you know an FU to him. But it's also just because this would have absolutely split our franchise. Absolutely. Like, I don't agree with Deshaun Watson or anything that's going on. I have no idea, so I can't speak any further than what I personally feel. But I know that it is already happening and then you add the Baker Mayfield nonsense on top of it where Baker has already formally requested a trade from the Cleveland Browns. His preferred location is the Indianapolis Colts. So, Charlie, I don't know what they're going to do. I know that they traded three first-round draft picks for Deshaun, a late-round swap between a fourth and a fifth, and a third-round pick. Not to mention the Cleveland Browns are on the hook for five years $230 million, and every single last penny of that is guaranteed, Charlie. And so I've, I've, I've a thought here, um, and I don't know if I'm, like, overstepping here, but when – so Cleveland came out, and, and this is where the whole uh, Baker Mayfield situation started to go really south, but they said – the Cleveland Browns organization said – we would like an adult at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's tough. And then they get Deshaun Watson. Right. Is that yeah, I the don't know. adult that you're looking for? Yeah, right. Right. That's <sighs> yeah, uh, uh. Hey, doesn't doesn't put a good taste in your mouth, that's what for sure. about what about Baker Mayfield that's <laughs> not an adult compared to Deshaun Watson? Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. look, what I'm what I'm so what I'm saying, I don't we're not saying that Deshaun Watson is Guilty of anything, right? But we're gonna, um, maybe I'm just putting it out there that it's possible, based on the 22 civil lawsuits and the and the nine. Now he was found innocent, so we're gonna say none of the criminal law, the criminal lawsuits or the criminal uh, charges. He's innocent of all this. So forget that. Yeah. The 22 civil lawsuits, the 20 of them he um, settled with. There's still two out there. But, like, so who's who's the adult that you were looking for? I, I, is is I, it Deshaun? I don't know. That's a great question. That is a great question. I mean, mm. yeah. All right, let's 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 move on here to the Stellars. Real, well, real quick. All right. You want to um, – they did get Amari Cooper. So, yep. Deshaun is going to have a pretty damn good offense, in my opinion. They need a couple. I don't know if they really like Donovan Peoples-Jones, but they, ideally they should add one or two more guys to that wide receiver core, and, and they'll have a decent. They'll de- have a decent team. And here's the thing: they so they tagged David and Joku, who 
I've been a huge fan of. Um, he has been underperforming for sure. Yeah. But he is an uber talented tight end. And I think that, so his rookie year, it, it showed he was uber talented. And I think that um, it, it will come back and they will be like, this is why we tagged him this year. And th- there's no doubt that uh, Deshaun Watson is a more talented quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And he is going to add another dynamic to their to their offense. And I, I can't imagine how thrilled that Kevin Stefanski is to have him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having said that, the it, odd odd choice to say we need a we need an adult at quarterback, and you get Sean Watson. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on here to the Stellars here. You think maybe like they're going to trade for Matt Ryan or something? <laughs> or something? You know what I mean? Something, uh, something other than Deshaun. But I, it's a crazy. They're going to pull Tim Tebow out. Crazy, like, well, crazy, we need, we crazy, crazy turn of events here. Yep. I'm right, moving on to oh, the... Oh, and we have to say that he had told the Browns, I'm out of... Y'all are right. out of the running for for my services. Yeah. So... And then he comes back and he signs with them. Yeah. So, well, $230 million every single cent guaranteed. Money talks, baby. Yep. Money talks. I'm, I might have I might have said, yeah, I'll move to Cleveland for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might move to Cleveland for a million, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. All right, uh, moving on to the Stellars here. I think their biggest splash here is signing Mitchell Trubisky. They signed him for a two-year, $14 million deal. Um, I think, you know, on an average of seven mil per year, there's a lot of talk on how Mitch is perceived now on whether he was rejuvenated or coming back as, you know, a, a decent franchise quarterback. And... Honestly, Charlie, I think in a system like the Steelers, I think he can thrive. Um, I think he can do well. You know, we'll see. This is this is something that the Steelers are kind of... I think this is a bridge for sure. I think the Steelers will eventually draft a quarterback, whether that's this year or next year. I'll be curious to see what they decide to do. But I think te- um, Mitch is a bridge here that they'll see what they can get at him for the next two years and move on here. And I, I like this signing. I like I like what Mitch provides you upside-wise and for only $7 million a year. I mean, considering that these top quarterbacks are now getting paid $40 million a year, yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that, especially in an organization like the Steelers where you know you're going to have a good sound defense all year and all you need is just some productivity out of your offense and you'll – Probably end up making playoffs somewhere down the line, so that that's a, a testament to the Steelers organization in general. But can I talk, let me um jump in on Mitchell Trubisky? Sure. I think the weakest part of his game is his deep ball, but everything else is. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Otherwise, um, a good quarterback. I'm not gonna say he's a great quarterback. I I really do actually like the signing, um, and I. I think it makes sense because they have a run game that they can rely on with, um, you know, the guy. What's his name? Najee Harris? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, finally they have a run game. Right. And they didn't have an offensive line, but that kind of leads me into the next thing, Charlie. They signed three interior guys, or one, one tackle, one guard, 
And then one multi multiplayer here. Um, who, who, he can play whatever they want. Exactly, and that's where it's like they they done a good job of reestablishing their their physical presence up up front here. I think the biggest splash besides Mitch Trubisky is getting Miles Jack to load down that defense. I mean, holy smokes, this guy is super talented, and what he's going to do, I think he's going to thrive in that defense as well. If they stick him right there in the middle and let everyone else, those outside backers, do what they normally do in the Pittsburgh system, Miles Jack's going to be really, really good for the next couple of years. Miles Jack led the Jaguars in tackles last year. Um one other guy that I would really like to mention who kind of goes under the radar is Levi Wallace. He was the corner for the Bills last year. He usually goes under the radar because of their other big guy corner. And so he got, he's a incredibly good corner that, you know, just kind of doesn't get any of the recognition. But that was it. I loved Levi. I, I wish the Niners had signed Levi Wallace. Because he's he's just a good solid player, um, and I think I don't know if that takes Joe Hayden out of the running for them. I mean, Joe Hayden's a very seasoned veteran at this point, is my way of saying he's old. But um, I I think the Steelers really did a lot of good for themselves in free agency, for sure. All right, Chuck, uh, I think it's your turn. We're going on to the AFC South now, right? Yep, we sure are. Let's and do it. Uh, I'm going to start with the Texans here. Did I say it right? Say it one more time. Texans. There you go. That that time was better. The first time you had a little G in there. Yeehaw! <laughs> the Texans. Uh, okay. Out of G? Yeah. Anyway, little, yeah, anyway. Texans. Anyways. Yeah. You had a little G in there. The Texans. There you go. There you go. Um, so they they signed a lot of people here, <laughs> and yeah. uh, none of them are really that uh, important. There's some, there's some good guys here. Well, there's there are, there, yeah. are, there are no. I mean, they, I, I wouldn't really say any of so, them are really important. Here's the thing: I'm looking at a list of about thirteen to fifteen people that they signed, and. I'm not like floored by any of them. No, not a single one. Um, here's the thing, I really do like uh, Lovey Smith, their head coach. You do, I do, and I think that I think he's probably approaching this as a I need the guys that I know fit my system. That uh, these are high character guys, stuff like that. Um, do things that, or they are willing to do multiple things, or like so they, for for example, Daria, uh, I don't Angu, know how to say Angumbawale, Angumbawale, yeah, Angumbawale, yeah, Dare Angumbawale, yeah. he's the running back for that was used to be the from the Jags, Jags last year, yeah. Um, he is actually a talented uh, athlete, and he's a running back. And I think he can do a lot of things. I don't think they got anyone that is like uber talented in any one thing. And um, I think they got a lot of guys to set their foundation. And I think that Lovey Smith is approaching this as this is not his own his only chance. Like I think that he's thinking he's got some years to build this thing up. And he's going to have a lot of draft capital now that they just traded away Deshaun. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, um, and they're going to build around Davis Mills. Can I call it a wait and see? Sure. On on their sure. on their free agency. Sure. Um, they, but they did get a ton of players, and I don't. There's none that I'm like, oh, shouldn't have done that. All right, so I'm moving to the Colts now. Um, they re-signed Mo Alley Cox, who had a chance to go and get some money in free agency, but yeah. Jack Doyle retired, so uh, became even more important. Right, he did, and probably got more money from the Colts because of it. So um, they traded for Yannick Ngakwe, and they really tra- good, really good trade there. Yeah, I really like that for them. Except, but I I really liked Rock Yasin, who was their corner. Right. Um, that they traded to the, and it was a one for one. It was Yannick Ngakwe, their defensive end, uh, the Raiders' defensive end for their corner, Rock Yasin. Um, I think overall, the Colts are, you know, kind of not, they're not trying to spend too much money because they know they're, they got rid of Carson Wentz and they want to sign their quarterback. The, and that's the biggest question, Charlie, is what are they going to do at quarterback now? Because they got rid of Carson Wentz, because they no longer have Jacoby Brissett, he's obviously been long gone. Like, they got a quarterback room that needs to get filled. So right now, they're, I think their starting quarterback would be Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Let's, you want to dive into the quarterbacks after we go through all these? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. obviously we talked about before, Baker Mayfield has requested a trade and would like to go to the Colts. But also, we have not heard from the Colts saying, oh, yeah, we want Baker either. So that's where, you know, even though Baker wants to go to Indianapolis, I'm not sure, I'm not so sure they want Baker to begin with. So it'll be really interesting to see where a handful of these things go here. Just, you know, just keep an eye on it. All right. Well, so now we've got one of the probably the biggest free agent player this year so far, the Jags. So they signed. I'm just gonna try to rattle them off, and then we'll yeah. talk about them. Yep. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, yep. Evan Ingram. Yep. They tagged K- Cam Robinson. Yep. They got Brandon Scherf, Sheriff, Sheriff, Sheriff. Yep. Uh, they got Darius Williams. They re-signed Trey Herndon. They got Foye Aluakon from the uh, Falcons, and they got Foley Fatukasi. How do you say it? Fatukasi. No, couldn't tell you. Um, good, actually, love that signing. Also, I think from the from the Falcons, Bryce, Zay Jones, fine, a uh, reasonable contract for wide receiver that is a second to third contributor. Three year, twenty four mil, about eight eight mil a year. You know, not yeah. bad, not bad. Fine, sure. Christian Kirk, unbelievable, um, unbelievable. First wide receiver off the board and signed a four-year, $72 million contract. Um, I have a hard time justifying this one, Charlie. Okay. I can't do it. And, like, that wide receiver room is not great to begin with, so I really just don't understand how they think Christian Kirk's going to come in and, and, and change the game. Like this is, you know, this is not Devonte Adams kind of money, but it's damn near close. Like this is like DJ Moore kind of shit. Like where, where is it that you're finding this type of value with Christian Kirk? I don't understand it, and I don't think he stands out 
amongst anyone else that they already have in that wide receiver room. I would, I could probably easily find six remaining wide receivers in like still free agents that I would rather sign than him. And would be no. cheaper to do so. Yeah, yeah. Well, he should have been a lot cheaper. I don't. I, that's what I'm saying, Charlie. I don't um, get this one. This one blows my mind. So it. <sighs> I think, I, okay, I hear the fact that there is potential, and he did play well. It's not like he was a poor wide receiver. It's not like he had a lot of drops. He was underperforming, but it's like, I think he only had anything? like three touchdowns last year. Did you do anything? I think to he had three touchdowns last year. Justify a $72 million max value of $84 million contract. And so I was telling you this before we started recording, but if I was Devontae Adams and I saw Christian Kirk getting that money, I I would demand a, an island off. I would I would want a whole island in the Caribbean. Yeah. A yacht. Yeah. A private jet to get there. Yeah. And twenty million a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that would only be fair considering what he got here. So I, I don't get it, Charlie. I just I don't think he's that good. I don't think he deserves. This kind of money, nor do I think the Jags should have given it to him. I, I don't, I don't understand where the Jags were going here, and this is this is why they had a whole lot of questions with their GM and their their vice, you know, vice president of football operations, whatever you want to tr- call Trent Balky. It's like because you make stupid signings like this, he's not worth that much money. He is not worth that much money. I think he had three touchdowns last year with the Arizona Cardinals. Three. Three. Dude. And that was even with DeAndre Hopkins being sidelined for at least six of the, the six seventeen games they played last year. Do you remember who Nate Clements? Yes. Okay. So you remember he, he was a corner? Yeah. And the 49ers signed him and gave him an $80 million contract as a corner. I don't remember that part. That was Trent Baalke. Ah, there you go. That was the end of his career, pretty much. There you go. Sounds like Marty Hurdy kind of shit. It wasn't. It wasn't bulky. The end of Bulky's career somehow. It was right. the end of Nate Clement's career. Yeah, it sounds like some Marty Hurdy type stuff. It. So, anyways, the Jags though, they'll have Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr. as their Lavisca Chanel is on the trade block. Apparently, Lavisca Chanel is on the trade block now. Mm. Who is so that is the. Third guy in the league that could be a Debo um, Falcons guy. What's the Falcons guy? Cordell Patterson. That sort of running back wide receiver duo because LaVisca Chenault is like a big dude. Yeah. Uh, LaVisca Chenault is like the next one of those options. Um, And he's on the trade block. So they've got Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Marvin Jones Jr. Now, Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold as their tight ends. Uh, inter- interesting. That it looks like their offensive line will be good. Um, I hope the best for the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence as now. I wonder if Trent Baalke's like, hey, I've paid all this money to give you all the options possible. Well, yeah. Did you... Allocate that money properly. Yeah, yeah. but hopefully, the best. I, I really do hope for the best for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Just seems a little odd. A little odd. But the Jags are the big spenders so far. Sure. Last one. Um, Tennessee Titans. 
for this division. They got Austin Hooper, the tight end. They got Jeff Swaim, the tight end. Um, they re-signed Harold Landry, re-signed Buster Screen, and I, I mean I'm I'm okay with what they've done. I'm not, you know, I, I mean that's they've done fine. Forgettable for sure. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. All right, let's move on to the AFC West. Oh, oh are the Titans in in play for a quarterback, you think? Do I think they will, or do I think they're in play? Are they in play? Yeah, I could see a Matt Ryan going there for sure. Okay. I, I, I don't know if they will make any moves. I don't think they will. I don't think they will, but I think they could. Okay. I don't, I don't think they will. All right, let's move on to AFC West, Charlie. So, obviously, we're going to start This off. is the fun division. Yeah, this is a good one. We should have almost saved this one for for last. Should have. But we're in it now. Yep, let's do it. Broncos, they get Russell Wilson. You didn't talk about they signed Josh Johnson, dude. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm huge signing there. Uh, so, they obviously get Russell Wilson. Now, they did trade away Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. No offense, probably the biggest loss there as far as having a tight end presence. But with the wide receivers they have between, um, oh, jeez. Are you talking about the Seahawks or the? No, the Broncos wide receivers. Uh, they've got Tim Cortland Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy. Judy. Thank you. I don't know why I was playing. I blanked on them at first. Those are really three really good receivers, Charlie. And I don't, I'm not so sure you really need a tight end down the middle considering you have all three of those guys at all points. But I do really like the Randy Gregory signing as well. Now, Randy Gregory was going to sign back with the Dallas Cowboys, but for some way, somehow, he decided to flip his commitment at the very last second and decide to run with the Denver Broncos. Now, he's getting a five-year, $70 million deal, which apparently was the same deal he was getting with the Dallas Cowboys. So it makes you wonder, did he just not believe in the Dallas Cowboys? Did he just want a change of pace? Does he believe in Russell Wilson more? But, Charlie, I hear there were some language concerns within the contract. So let's hear it. Well, so, yeah, it was the same they were offered the same contract, but the Cowboys have this piece of language in every single contract they put in every single player's contract. So, like, every player they have has this bit of language in their contract, except for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's the only one that doesn't have this, but basically, if that player is fined by the NFL, they can withhold pay for one reason or another but if there's any reason why that player is fined for any reason then the cowboys have the option to withhold pay huh and randy gregory did not like that at all and so it's not like the cowboys were doing that just to randy gregory they did they do that to every single player except for dak prescott and um the broncos didn't have that language in their contract so, that I mean, literally, that was the only difference. All right. Interesting enough. Yep. Um, other than that, I think uh, the Broncos did a good job of signing, re-signing DJ Jones. 
Um, and other than that, kind of shoring up some other pieces elsewhere. But let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs here, Charlie. I think the biggest splash they've had here, uh, they do re-sign Chad Henney, but I think they go out and, and franchise tag Orlando Brown. Biggest move they made, I think, was re-sign or is getting Juju Smith-Schuster on a one-year deal up to about $10 million. Uh, they created a little bit more cap space with Frank Clark. They did lose Tyron Matthew. It looks like they're ready to move on from him, but they did re-sign or they did sign instead Justin Reed, which is a good secondary help to replace Tyron Matthew. I, I would argue that Justin Reed's a bigger signing than Juju. You think so? Yeah, I do. Okay, just I, because they lost Tyron, or just because you think he's better than Tyron? I, I think no. I think Justin Reed is a better player than Juju is. Okay. And, like, is going to be more – I mean, uh, Justin Reed is going to be an every-down player for them, and that's why they – that was, like, one of their first signings. Yeah. Besides tagging Orlando Brown and, and you know, I think Juju was uh, in response to all the other weapons that the rest of the their division was getting. Right, right. Does that absolutely. make sense? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, Chuck. Let's move on to the Raiders. And if you want to, if you want to highlight a team that's just absolutely crushed it in free agency so far, I think the Raiders would be one of the teams you have to put up there as the number one, if not uh, the top three. Charlie, they go out and they sign Amir Abdullah. Um, they get Max Crosby on a four-year extension worth up to ninety-eight mil, which we talked about in the last pod. Um, they get Rocky Sin in a trade with Indianapolis, which is good DB help, which they absolutely needed. Charlie, the biggest one here, I think we both know, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Wait, gets, are you just going to skip over Chandler Jones? No, we're, we're just, we're getting there. Okay. Relax, we're okay. getting there. Okay. The biggest one, I think Devontae Adams is For bigger sure. than Chandler absolutely. Jones. Absolutely. Okay, so what they do is they acquire Devontae Adams from Green Bay in exchange for a 2022 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. Obviously, Devontae re-signs a new contract with the Raiders worth over $141 million over five years with an average of $28 million per year. We talked about Christian Kirk resetting the market. Devontae Adams just did the same thing with yep. $28 million per year. As we both know, Charlie, Devontae Adams goes back to his college quarterback with Derek Carr to relive the magic. It sounds like everything that I've heard, Charlie, Devontae Adams wanted out from the very get-go. What the Packers did was they tagged him because they had not worked out a trade yet with a potential trade partner, which obviously sounds like the Raiders at this point. They had not finalized everything. Now... We both know that Aaron Rodgers had re-signed previously to this deal. Now, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers knew this deal was going to go down and still re-signed with the Green Bay Packers, knowing that Devontae Adams would not be back with the Green Bay Packers after everything went down. So, it's interesting to note there that Aaron did re-sign with Green Bay knowing his number one target would be out of town, but also knowing that the Pack were going to use a franchise tag, knowing that they were going to go ahead and ship him off to somewhere else. Now, we both know, again, the Pack will probably recoup 
some of their loss here with probably two first-round picks of two very high-potential wide receiver targets in the draft this year because it is one of the deeper positions in the draft this year as well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what ends up turning out for the pack. But, Charlie, I think this is a really, really big win for the Raiders. Now you're talking about the Raiders' personnel of having Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and and Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. Not to mention Derek Carr is no slouch. No. So it's like, who are you guarding on offense? I don't know. I really don't know. That that's that's a that's a very hard thing to do from here on out. So right behind that, obviously, is Chandler Jones. And with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, Charlie, this is gonna cause this is only the beginning of causing a whole lot of havoc here in the AFC West as far as pass rushers goes. And there was a tweet that went out, Charlie. I know we talked about this beforehand of dynamic pass rushing duos within the AFC West. And boy, are they talented. The Broncos have now Randy Gregory and Nick Chubb. The Raiders now have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Uh, Chargers Are we ready to move on to the Chargers? I'm going to lead right into it from there. Yeah, let's do the Chargers. All right, Charlie. So besides Mike Williams, which is a huge re-signing for what the Chargers want to do offensively, he signed a three-year, 60-million deal with 40 mil guarantee, so it's right at 20 mil per year, which is pretty standard for your 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 high target wide receiver now. But Charlie, I think the biggest signings other than that are A, Khalil Mack, and B, J.C. Jackson. The biggest issue with the Chargers last year was their secondary. Derwin James is not, he's, he's a great safety, but he is not a DB. He is more of an in-the-box kind of guy. When you say they, DB, you mean CB, but yeah. CB, yes, sorry. But they need coverage guys. J.C. Jackson, or Mr. I-N-T, as he is formerly known as, yep. was a huge, huge signing for them. Then they go out and they just make an absolute steal of a trade with for Khalil Mack and partner Khalil Mack with Joey Bosa. Holy smokes, Charlie. Once again, does another team in the AFC West just absolutely loaded with pass rushing talent here. Yep, they got uh, and they got a couple. They got three other, well, no, two other defensive tackles. Um, one, Sebastian Joseph Day from the Rams. Um, they got Austin Johnson, but they uh, re-signed Christian Covington, who's probably a depth player. Um, but they, they did a great job. And this is a just kind of a fringe mention, but Chase Daniel, the our favorite quarterback who has barely thrown any passes, is about to break records for the amount of money he makes per pass attempt. Yeah. Yeah, he's making like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a pass attempt at this point in his career with the with the deal he just signed, which is like one point five million or something. But uh, Chase Daniel, love to have you on our pod, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what it's like. Yeah, yeah, uh, Charlie. I think the Chargers are another team that, although they haven't racked up too too many free agency signings. They've done a really good job with what they've signed. Um, as we both know, the Chargers were uh, very susceptible to a rush and a good running offense. 
and I think they did a good job of stabilizing their defensive line through the middle of the field, which is where they had their biggest issues. And then, you know, getting J.C. Jackson and uh, re-signing Mike Williams, just huge, absolutely huge for what they want to do moving forward next year. Charlie, just another another team that's just absolutely loaded in the AFC West. And Charlie, just to kind of lead this thing off here, I think we might be talking about the AFC West as the best con- best division in football next year. Oh, for sure. Just kind of like we were talking about the NFC West last year, how we thought three teams would make it to the playoffs, which did this year. We're going to have a fourth team that is barely going to miss it. I mean, this coming year. I mean, it's. Just I would insane. very much see two of these AFC West teams making it into the playoffs, and a third being in the wild card spot with the well, fourth be, team. Yeah, fourth team probably in the hunt. Yep. Type scenario. Yep. For sure. Um. All right, Charlie. NFC East. What you got? So we finished up with the AFC. Now let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they signed Michael Gallup. Um, big re-signing for them. Yeah, five-year, $57.5 million. Um, Seems like a lot for him, but I, I but see. But you know what? I think he he could have gotten wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver one money elsewhere, and they got rid of Amari Cooper. So, that, I mean, I think I like the signing. He's a honestly a great talent at wide CD receiver. CeeDee Lamb is obviously going to step in as wide receiver one now. Yep. Now you have Michael Gallup. You obviously lose Cedric Wilson. But also, Charlie, then they bring in James Washington here as their third wide receiver. They sure did. I think that's a, that's a great signing. Um, they tagged Dal- Dalton Schultz, their tight end. Another good pass-catching option. Um, they re-signed Demarcus Lawrence. Um, they did sign Dante Fowler, and they re-signed Leighton Vander Esch. I, I like what they've done. Um I think they've got a really good base of players, and as far as their defense goes, I I love their defense. They lost Xavier Woods, but um, I think they've done a great job in free agency. They lost Amari Cooper, obviously, but I mean, they've got so much talent. They have so many talented pass catchers that Amari Cooper was more of a cap hit than than he was a contributor if that makes sense sure but he'll be a huge contributor for the browns without a doubt but for the for the cowboys he was a huge cap hit i think and i think everyone I, was expecting one of their two coordinators to end up leaving as a head coach uh to some other team maybe but, both of them but exactly and neither one of them did so i think there is more uh, chemistry to come back for the Cowboys next year. You know, what they do with that obviously is yet to be seen. And, and, you know, we all know who the Cowboys are at the end of the day. But to retain both offensive and defensive coordinators here in a year which we thought both of them could potentially leave is a really, really big deal for them. So between the signings and just keeping both those really key guys as the offensive and defensive coordinator, I'll be curious to see what the Cowboys can do with it next year. Yep. Um, let's, you want to? I'll move yeah. on to the Giants here. Sure. Uh, they signed Tyrod Taylor. I, I kind of thought they were going to get Trubisky. They didn't. Uh, they got Tyrod Taylor. I think that's a good signing. I mean, just to be a safety net for Daniel Jones, who's likely not going to. Who knows. I mean, I hope I hope they they do something with him. 
they make him a better quarterback, but we'll see. Uh, they got Ricky Seals-Jones from the Washington now Commanders. Um, they signed John Feliciano, which I think is probably one of the more important signings they've had. And uh, they did what they 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 did fine. I'm I'm not blown away by anything they've done. Boring. Absolutely, and you know what? Maybe they were a little scared because after last year they signed all these players mm-hmm. and they're in the top top five. Yeah. Top five draft picks. Yeah. Yikes. Yep. Eagles. Eagles. Let's hear it. Resigned Boston Scott. Uh. Convinced Jason Kelsey not to retire. Resigned him. They actually did resign Fletcher Cox. Yep. Who they released and then resigned. Hassan Reddick. They picked him up from the Panthers. Huge, huge signing, Charlie. If we're yeah, talking like about lot. the best signing here from the Eagles so far, I think he fits right into exactly what that defense looks like. And feels like, and I, I, I really wish the Panthers would have held on to him. I understand why they didn't, but I think Hassan Reddick will do very well in the Eagles' defensive scheme here. I think he's going to have a lot of fun in that in division. And um, I mean, besides that, yeah, the the Eagles did well. I I thought they were maybe in play for uh, Sean Watson. They aren't for and- some reason. They aren't and weren't. I think they like Jalen Hurts. I mean, I I don't think they went to the playoffs. Yeah, the judgment's not out on Jalen Hurts yet. Yep. So, uh, last and maybe least, the Washington Commanders. Commanders. It's going to take me a while to get used to that. So, the Commandos traded for Carson Wentz. Yep. They didn't give up too much, but they paid him a whole lot, Charlie. I almost wanted to give a moment of silence. Oh. Because I'm just a little... For Carson or for the Commanders? The the Commandos. Okay. Because... I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll it'll be... It'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Do you? You don't sound convinced. Well, I wasn't trying to sound convinced. Okay, all right. I, I think the best signing here, Charlie, is is Andrew Norwell. They did sign Tyler Larson, who is also an ex-Panther as well. Andrew Norwell is another ex-Panther as well. Andrew Norwell was with the Jags last year. Tyler Larson, I don't know. Uh, obviously, it looks like he was with the Commanders last year. J.D. McKissick was going to sign with the Bills. Bills, and, and then, then he's flipped. like, nah, yep. never mind. Yep. Going back to the Commandos. Yep, yep. And... Uh, you know, another probably boring, uh, you know what? M- boring maybe, free agency so far besides uh, Carson. Maybe Carson Wentz will prove us all wrong. Um, this is his third chance in this league, so he, he shouldn't get another one after this. He's got to prove it. And the, the, the reality, and we already talked about it, but he actually did play well until the end of the season last year. So, oof. Yep. Okay. All right, Chuck, we ready? Yeah. All right, let's move on to the NFC North here. Uh, starting out with the Chicago Bears. Uh, they get Byron Pringle. You know, honestly, Charlie, other than that, no one's really worth mentioning besides David Okunjobi. They had planned on signing David Okunjobi from the Bengals, 
But after they brought him in for a physical, he failed the physical. And so therefore, Okunjobi is now, again, a free agent here. So what could have been a huge signing for their defensive line turns out to be a huge miss for the Bears. Uh, and obviously now a huge hole to fill. Uh, and Okunjobi obviously is going to find his way back into the free agency market here. So... Um, Bears have been one of those teams that have been relatively silent as far as free agency goes. Can I add one thing? Sure. Um, our boy from North Carolina, Tariq Cohen from North Carolina A&T was released. That's right. That's right. Another um, free agent I here. think I think that's a great signing for a lot of teams just as a, as a uh, what do you call it, a Swiss Army knife type of player. Sure. All right, Chuck, let's move on to the Detroit Lions here. Uh, they do sign a, a pair of backup quarterbacks here between David Blau and Tim Boyle. Oh, uh, Tim Boyle is TB12, dude. <sighs> Sorry. How dare I forget. Right. Um, other than that, they did get DJ Chark from the Jacksonville Jaguars on a one-year deal. We'll see how that works out for him. Looks like they re-signed Khalif Raymond, who was a, a help for them on good, the wide receiver good core. Good kick returner. Yep, too. good kick returner and did play well for them. Another wide receiver within Josh Reynolds. Um, I like the, the trio there of wide receivers. We'll see who ends up being um, Jared Goff's favorite target there is yet to be seen. But I think all three of those guys are, are decent some, wide receivers. They've got some draft picks to uh to maybe address that too, not necessarily in the first round and, and also potentially in the first round. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Charlie, other than that, I think uh, re-signing Alex Anzalone is probably their biggest defensive signing. But other than that, they just kind of got some uh, some key pieces there on different spots. Um, other than that, I don't think the Lions have made too many moves uh, in free agency so far. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the Green Bay Packers. And Let's with the Packers, we have to understand is that Aaron Rodgers obviously signed that three-year, $150 million deal moving forward. Um, obviously, it looks like they re-signed him to the deal in order to drop his salary cap hit to about $18 million this year. And it looks like they're kind of following the Saints' idea of how they how they did Drew Brees' contract where they just continue to backload all of Aaron Rodgers' money in the later years of his contract. So we'll see how that ends up paying out. Obviously, here's, I think the Saints the are about it, a bit on that now. Um, the the guaranteed money in it, if he decides to retire after this year, which is, we kind of talked about this last podcast. We were thinking, like, we were talking about what would, like, we want to know more details about it. If he retires after this year... The Packers are on the hook for next year about thirty million. Yeah, cap yeah. hit. Yeah, cap hit. Yeah, that's that, brutal. That's that's brutal. Especially for a team that doesn't seem like they really like their backup quarterback here in Jordan Love either. So, uh, looks like they did re-sign Alan Lazard. Uh, they got Devondre Campbell as well, and they re-signed Preston Smith. Um, you know, other than that, the Packers haven't been too. Those two. Are, well, those two guys, Devondre Campbell and Preston Smith, were two huge re-signings for them. Defensively, but, yes. But because they re-signed Preston Smith, they had to let go of Zadarius Smith. Right, right. And it looks like, you know, again, Charlie, what, what the Packers are going to do in free agency or even in the draft as far as replacing Devontae Adams 
is yet to be determined. So that that is a big factor moving forward, considering that Aaron Rodgers did okay coming back to the uh, coming back to the pack, knowing that Devonte Adams would no longer be there. Right. So let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings, Charlie. The Kirk Cousins is extended on a one-year, thirty-five million dollar, fully guaranteed extension. So that puts him under contract through all the way next year, Charlie. Somehow, some way, it does reduce his cap number this year again, probably by backloading that contract. So right. we talked about last week of him potentially being on the free agency market or on the trade value market. Doesn't look like that's going to happen anymore. Charlie, other than that, there's really not a whole lot to report here from the Vikings. They did re-sign Harrison Phillips, but other than that, I I don't really love any of their other picks there, Chuck. Yeah, they're fine, the other picks. Uh, They got Jordan Hicks, I think he was an Eagles linebacker. Uh, Good player. Um, Cheap cheap deal, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not impressed overall with what they did, but I th- I kind of thought the move they were making with Kirk Cousins was to restructure that contract to trade him. But right. at this point, I, I, I looks I, like Kevin O'Connell wants to stick with Kirk Cousins at least for one more year. Yeah, and see what I he think has. he wants to coach him for a year. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. Yep. All right, Chuck. Let's. Uh, it's your turn. Let's move on to the NFC South. All right. Bryce, I'm going to start with the Falcons. Yeah. Dirty Birds. They got Cordero Patterson. Oh, shocker. Um, Two-year deal, right? Yep. And then um, they signed Jake Matthews to an extension. That's a good move because he is a solid tackle in this league. He is. Um, They got Casey Hayward. Which is probably their one of their better moves, but honestly, so don't don't think I'm crazy. But I think Young Wayku, their best yeah, move they made. Best, their best, best move, move they was, made. I, I'm not. I don't think you're crazy at all. Best okay. move they made. Resigning Young Wayku, their kicker, uh, to a five year deal is yeah. the best move they made. Yeah, best move they made, hands down. Now, obviously, Charlie, we know that they were in play for Deshaun Watson as were obviously three of the four teams in the NFC South. Four um, of the four teams until Tom Brady decided, hey, I'm not I'm not retiring. Right, right, right. But uh, obviously, could, even the Falcons, his hometown, Deshaun's hometown team, couldn't, couldn't attract him there. So, so we'll see. They obviously got a lot to figure out with Matt Ryan here, but I do agree with you. I think Young Waku is probably the best thing they've done so far. Yep. All right, we're going to move on to the Panthers. A couple things I love that they did. One, actually... I love Brandon Zilstra. There was a wide receiver for y'all, uh, three or four receiver. Four, four. I actually liked him a lot, and they re-signed him. Um, they picked up Austin Corbett, guard from the Rams. Rams. They got Bradley Bozeman, center from the Ravens. Um, I really like the Ioannidis. They got defensive tackle Matthew Ioannidis from from the. Commanders. Commanders. He was he was a Washington football team player. Mm. Um, he was never a Commanders player, actually. Right. But um, they re-signed Dante Jackson. They picked up uh, safety Xavier Woods from the the Cowboys. They got the punter Johnny Hecker from the Rams. They re-signed Zane Gonzalez. Right. 
Yep. Um, I really like the fact that they signed running back Dante Foreman from the the Titans. Titans. And he's uh, what I think would be a – it'll make a great one-two punch with McCaffrey and Dante Foreman. Um, and then the most important thing they did was extend DJ Moore. Yeah. Probably their best, I mean, their best available playmaker. Absolutely. Hands down. Not even close. And, uh, other teams would have, would love to have him catch Be the number one guy. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I really, Charlie, obviously as a Panthers fan, I'm going to speak in here. I honestly, Charlie, I really like this dra- I really like this free agency class. I really think that they've reinvested back into their offensive line. Even though they've only gotten two guys between Corbett and Bozeman, they're two really good, solid guys in which we needed. Corbett's going to slide over to the right-hand side right next to uh, Taylor Moten. I don't know whether Bozeman is going to play center or guard. It looks like he's going to could do both. We have Pat Eifline who played center for us last year. So it sounds like that was a more natural fit for him. So I could see Eiflin being the center and then Bozeman being that left guard. And then it's only a matter of what we do at left tackle, Charlie. And that's my biggest question moving forward. I really love the DJ Moore extension. I think we had to do that. Deontay Foreman, I really actually like that signing. You know, there's a lot of talk of moving Christian McCaffrey to the slot as a slot uh, receiver this year instead of having him as the running back. Between Deontay Foreman and Chuber Hubbard, I think we would be okay as far as having those two guys being our running backs. We did obviously lose Amir Abdullah, but between Chuba and Deontay Foreman, I think we'd be okay if we moved McCaffrey to the slot. But I do really like what they've done. Bringing back Dante Jackson was huge here. I really thought he would be walking away in free agency. I really did. I got to um, be honest. I've, I was kind of hoping the Niners would like yeah. take a flyer on him. And- yeah, I really thought that he they would not re-sign him. I really liked the Xavier Woods signing as well. Sounds like what they want to do is put Xavier Woods. You didn't pay for anyone. No, exactly, which is why I think we've done. I'm surprised on how well we've done so far in free agency. All right, so give me give me your your grade for uh for your head coach in right free now. agency so far. Just, yeah, just just so you were like on a. Zero. I hate Matt Rule still. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I don't know that I can give Matt Rule the grade. I'd rather give uh, Scott Fitterer the grade. The GM. Okay. But I, if I were to give Scott Fitterer the grade, the GM, I'd say B minus. You don't think Matt Rule had anything to do with this? I thought you. So last I, time. That's where I think there you, is a changing of guards. I, I think uh, when they when Matt Rule came in, Matt Rule ran the show. But I think, from what I understand, from what I've read on Twitter and all these other things, is that. Scott Fitterer is starting to make more personnel changes than David Tepper or Matt Rule, which is the way it should be because he is, I think he is a good GM. He came from Seattle where John Schneider taught him everything. I do I do believe in Scott Fitterer. I really do. So that's why I think 
I can't judge Matt Rule here. I'm judging Scott Fitterer because I think there's a changing of guards as far as who's actually running what as far as personnel goes. I like everything we've done so far in free agency. Even the Xavier Woods. We put Xavier Woods back there as the free uh, the free safety. Now we can move Jeremy Chin back up to strong safety where he played his, his rookie year and he dominated his rookie year in the box. And that's where I think he's going to do a majority of his damage. He's a great tackler and he's a great guy to cover a, a tight end or someone streaming across the middle. But I don't think he's... I don't think he's a true fit at free safety in deep in coverage, and that's where I really like the Xavier Woods signing as well. Obviously, Charlie, you know, our offensive line was absolute trash last year. So between Xavier Woods and Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett, I'm I'm tied between those the offensive line signings and the safety signing. I think both are really, really good. But I'm 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 happy so far. I'm happy that we lost out on Deshaun Watson. I'm happy because I don't know that I could have rooted for a player like that, knowing what I know about his civil lawsuits. All right, but I'm really, really happy that we lost out on that, and I'm happy with what we've gotten in exchange for it. My question now shifts to what are the Panthers going to do in the draft? Do you go ahead, and I know we talked about this before, Charlie, do you draft your future franchise left tackle, or do you go up and go draft a Malik Willis to go be your franchise quarterback for a couple years, maybe maybe years moving forward, and, and let Sam Darnold just find his way out of the rotation, and you know by week five six start Malik Willis and and see what he could do. He's got incredible arm talent, and you know I, I'm curious to see. That's my biggest question for the Panthers moving forward. We lost out on Deshaun. That's fine. I'm good with. I'm actually happy with that. What's your plan moving forward? What are you going to do at six? You go get your franchise left tackle, or are you going to go draft Malik Willis and slide Brady Christensen over to the left tackle spot? That's my question moving forward. Um, I love it. I I agree with the Deshaun Watson thing. Like I, for no other reason that I thought that we were about to get to a point where we were going to have ESPN do a. LeBron James selection special with Deshaun Watson. And yeah, that that was bothering me a lot. But I really think that y'all have made the right moves. I mean, there are still some of the big name offensive linemen out there that you want to sign, but like you still have already transformed your line. I I think y'all have done a great job. And uh, there are a lot of quarterbacks out there if you don't like who, who you've got. Um, are you ready for me to move on to the Saints? Yes. Okay. So the Saints have made two free agent signings. Kentavious Street. He's a defensive lineman from the 49ers. Yep. He was a depth player, but his talent is untapped. In my opinion, um, NC State product, but just he had injury issues and he was playing behind a very talented defensive line. Great signing for the Saints. Um, and they got Marcus May. They lost Marcus Williams, but they got Marcus May from the Jets. Uh, great signing. Not a lot of money paid to him. So that's 
an impressive signing. Obviously, they're trying, they're holding back punches because they're they thought they were going to sign Deshaun. Right, right. And um, they don't have a whole lot of cap room to begin with. Right, and I, they did not. And I think um, they're gonna go with Jameis, which I don't think is a problem. No, I, I don't I, think I, so I think, either. I think that's again a, another good bridge. Right. Maybe a maybe a option, besides a bridge, maybe an actual option. Yeah. Um, they they may Taysom redo his contract. Right. Um, all right, Tampa Bay. Yeah, let's move on. That guy, Tom, came out of retirement. Bum. What a bum. Yeah. Uh, big bum. Uh, they got Shaq Mason from the Patriots, the guard. They signed Russell Gage. They gave, they tagged Chris Godwin and then gave him the contract he deserved. They got Brashad Perriman, or they re-signed him. They re-signed Ryan Jensen. They re-signed Carlton Davis. They signed Logan Ryan from the uh, Giants, who played with the Patriots before beforehand. Um, they kept a lot of players. They lost a, a few important pieces on the offensive line, in my opinion. Um, Ali Marpet. They Ali Marpet retired. Uh, what what's the guy that went to? Uh, I know what you mean, the guard. But they replaced him with Shaq Mason. But that went Kappa. to the, the Bengals. Kappa. Kappa went yep. to the Bengals. Yep. I mean they. I think they'll be fine, but um, I, I think they might be scrambling yeah. a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think for the most part they're like, okay, we feel pretty good, and we probably need to get some more folks. Sure. All right, Chuck. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals here. Uh, first and foremost, they do re-sign Colt McCoy. Not a huge deal, but obviously with Kyler Murray kind of on the fritz this offseason, I think it's important to have some stabilization behind him uh, moving forward here. Um, I'm not really sure hey, what he to... Won, he won them a couple games when he was out. And he did. He, he did. won a couple of divisional games. Right, right. So I'm really curious to see you know how that relationship works with Kyler Murray moving forward. I can tell you this right now. I will not be drafting Kyler Murray in my fantasy team <laughs> after this year. Um, but other than that, James Conner uh, looks to take on the lead running back role with a three-year deal. Um, up to $16 million over the first two years. It's a pretty good deal for him, Charlie. I think he's kind of proven he can still be a lead back in a system like this. Um, you know, without Chase Edmonds ha- kind of handicapping him here, I think his fantasy relevance kind of takes a step up as well. So I'd really like to see what James Conner can do. I think he might emerge as a true RB2 in fantasy this upcoming year, just because I'm not sure... Uh, what they do uh, behind him. Now, they also could have said, Chase Edmonds, uh, go ahead and see yourself out the door because I don't remember what the kid's name is, but the guy behind both of them as well, their third running back, came in from different spurts of the year this year and actually played pretty well. He filled that Chase Edmonds role very well as far as a pass-catching, smaller back, but able to kind of get between the tackles and, and get some positive yards there. Um, other than that, Charlie, I think the biggest thing is Zach Ertz re-signing on a three-year deal. 
Uh, again, just kind of gives them that positive presence throughout the middle of their offense here. Losing Christian Kirk, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the, uh, DeAndre Hopkins um, and kind of, you know, obviously hoping that, um, oh, man, what's this? we're blanking so bad on names this week. I don't know why. The guy that they drafted um, that played kind of the, the makeshift. Rondell role. Moore. Rondell Moore will probably step into that, that true wide receiver two role this year. Uh, Max the Williams. reason why we're blanking on names is because there's only 6,000 things that happened in the past few weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Max Williams does re-sign as an additional tight end support. He was the one that, that got hurt before. Towards ACL. Before right. trading for Zach Ertz. But right, they, right. So they're both on con, on uh, on the roster. Right. Um. So that, that's about it as far as the Cardinals go, Charlie. Moving on to the Los Angeles Rams. Charlie, the biggest one, obviously the most notable. They, they do get Joe Noteboom back, which is a big right tackle signing for them. But the biggest and most notable one here is Allen Robinson. I mean, you're talking about already having a wide receiver room of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, OBJ potentially, and now you just add Allen Robinson to the mix. Holy smokes, Charlie. The rich just get richer. Three-year deal. Um, looks like 30 mil, fully guaranteed. Allen Robinson, I really think, is going to flourish in this system. Now, it sounds like a lot of teams have been asking about Robert Woods and what his future is going to be with the Rams. It sounds like he might be on the trading block. It does sound like the Rams do want to try and keep OBJ, so it looks like they might actually be looking to move Robert Woods if the right price came available. So I'll be curious to see, to kind of keep that in the back of your mind moving forward, but... Man, is that a stacked wide receiver room if they keep everyone there. Between, again, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, OBJ. Whew, Charlie, that, that's a good room to be in. Um, I don't know if it's feasible to keep all of those guys, um, but I know they will definitely try and do their part to keep all of them, considering how well they did this past year. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, let me talk about Joe Noteboom for a second <laughs> before I... Jeez, uh, th- this hurts. But Joe Noteboom, they actually drafted Joe Noteboom to be, or maybe it's Notabom, Notaboom. I've heard like three different. It's spelled Noteboom. Um, they drafted him to be the heir apparent to Andrew Whitworth. Yes, yes. And um, unfortunately for Joe Noteboom, that Andrew Whitworth just Andrew Whitworth just continue to play incredible football at the m- most important positions in the NFL for ever and ever and ever. And so finally Joe's going to get his his time. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a, a, like a misstep here. I think it's going to be a very smooth transition for them. Um, the Allen Robinson thing. They, it's tough. The the money they paid him, they paid him the money knowing that they have the money to pay OBJ. And so in my mind, I'm like, who? All right, so you're going to have Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, OBJ. Those three alone are going to be enough to be pissed off that they're not getting the ball. Robert Woods is also going to be, but he is probably the fourth most talented out of the out of that group. But also, you have to consider 
OBJ did sounds like t- retore his ACL in the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, he, he did, and he so probably won't he be, won't be like there until six. I don't even know seven. about that. I would say I probably like week, week ten, six, week eight is what I'm. I would I, I would say he's probably back full speed by week ten of the NFL season next year, which is obviously you know again so he can get before a the trade deadline cheap. of next year, right? Um, but I think obviously he's going to re-sign on a cheap deal, and so I you know whether they, whatever they decide for OBJ moving forward, I think is fair game. Fair so, enough. All right, let's move on to your Niners here, Charlie. Uh, they do re-sign Jamichael Hasty, which I think is a good re-signing there, considering that you did lose. Um, uh, we just need all the running backs. Yeah, we yeah, that's all. that's what you guys do. That's what you we, guys do. We, we play them hard enough that they get hurt. So. Yeah, yep. Um, Ray Ray McLeod, McLeod is another decent signing there. As the far reason as... why I like the Ray Ray McLeod, we were looking at uh, Khalif Raymond, Ray Ray McLeod, and one other guy, but it was it's for um, kick returning and punt returning duties. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's our new kick returner. Charlie, the biggest one here is uh, Traverius Ward for sure. Uh, Three year deal, forty million dollars. Um, just adds another stabilizing factor to that secondary, which I know you guys were banged up a lot next year, but this is what you need. You, you need an influx of, of good veteran presence there, and I think you can finally let Josh uh, Josh Norman go here with Traverius Ward now coming in. Okay, so and, yes, and yes. Let those, let those young bucks kind of take it here. As long as you stay healthy, you, you should be okay with this one signing. Right, I'm, I'd like I'm, to see someone else, but I understand the one. Yes. Right. So, like, basically, I'm I'm okay with letting go of Josh Norman for Charvarius Ward. A lot of people think he's an he's a CB one. Um, not yeah. so sure. Yeah. Huh? About that, uh. I thought I thought I thought he was a depth signing. Uh, yeah. I thought he's a good one. Uh, CB two to CB three. Right. Hey, I don't know about CB one. I don't. I don't either. Uh, I don't, they kind of paid him like CB one, so I don't know. I don't know well, what their vision like, is. He's not like CB one. Like we're we're talking about a, a a island corner, if you will, like lock him down. But um, we'll kind of see how the health is going into the season. I'm hoping. I was really hoping for Gilly Lock, Stephon Gilmore. He's still out still, there. He's still, he's still out, out there. there. Um, but I'm happy we did at least address the corner position in some way. I think, uh, but yeah, that you know, that's what we did. I'm sure. All right, Charlie, let's get to our very last team, Team 32 of our free agency wrap-up so far here. Charlie, obviously we're going with the Seattle Seahawks. We know Drew Locks was acquired in the trade through the Denver Broncos as well. Uh, Charlie, it looks like um, Geno Smith is also a free agent, so I'll be curious to see what the San Francisco or sorry, the Seattle Seahawks decide to do as far as quarterback goes. Whether they are willing to stick with Drew Locke this year and draft a quarterback next year, what they are going to do moving forward. I also wouldn't be surprised if they decide to make a play for Jimmy Garoppolo here, um, but I will be curious to see what they decide moving forward. I think it's very clear that the Seahawks need someone else in that quarterback room with Drew Locke. Who that is? TBD. 
Charlie, I do really like, they did bring back Will Disley, who's okay, but I do really like Noah Fant in this system. Yep. He's so athletic, and I think this is more of a system where he will see more looks here. As long as his quarterback is halfway solid, I think Noah Fant is relatively a fantasy option this upcoming year. Again, big asterisks there on whether or not their quarterback is solid. I think Noah Fant will thrive, and no matter what system he is, I think it all just kind of depends on that quarterback there. I do like Shelby Harris kind of sticking into that defensive line. They've been really missing some key pieces there on that D-line moving forward. They get Quentin Jefferson as well. They re-sign Al Woods. So, again, they're re-showing up that defensive line. Charlie, between... Artie Burns, Sidney Jones, and Quandre Diggs, I think they do enough here to kind of, again, reshow up that secondary because of who they lost in free agency here. I think they did enough. Now, Artie Burns and Sidney Jones, are they true DB1, DB2 type guys? I don't know. I think it's probably more DB2 and some depth guys there. But I do really like the Quandre Diggs signing there. Add some familiarity to that defense. Obviously, with a new defensive coordinator as well. So, overall, I think, um, you know, if you had to grade the trade between the Broncos and the Seahawks, I think the Broncos probably won the trade, just considering how close they were to being a playoff team and just needing a quarterback. But... I do really like what Seattle will do. I think it's up to John Schneider on how how this draft is graded or how this trade is graded depending on who he drafts in this upcoming draft. Right. Um, I think, yes, the Broncos got the quarterback that they were – they were a quarterback away from being contenders. Um, so they got that. But I, I really think the Seattle Seahawks got a lot of great – compensation and i think they can do a lot of great things with you know i'm not saying they're gonna do a lot of great things with drew lock but i think that that's not gonna be their day one starting quarterback i think that quarterback is still to come and they have a lot of trade capital if they need to trade for for a quarterback but they did a lot of other things to give themselves the opportunity to be players in the nfc west For sure. Absolutely. All right, Charlie. That kind of wraps it up for our 32 teams here in free agency. We will do – there's a lot of quarterback movement. We'll do that um, after there's more movement because, I mean, there are so many It's hard to keep up with so far, and it's been difficult even to just keep up with by a team-by-team basis. So We thought we could uh, tackle everything possible in this podcast, but we're already at our – max as far as uh time goes so we're not going to do that we will um kind of wait a week see what happens tackle it next week and uh bryce charlie we've we've got a segment left we do charlie bryce what's jabbing your ass charlie Bryce, tell me what's giving you the red ass this week. Charlie, what's chapping my ass this week? Like I told you before, I'm very glad that Deshaun Watson is not a Carolina Panther at this point. But what's chapping my ass is Carolina Panthers Twitter. Not, Not necessarily the Carolina Panthers Twitter account, but just the fact that 
Carolina Panthers Twitter and their fans are so split and so divided and were divided on the whole Deshaun Watson case. But now we're even more split on what actually to do. And it's hard to keep up with. And it's such a pain in the ass, Charlie. I really don't know what to do or what to say. I don't know what the best available uh, best available options are. You know, obviously, Charlie, I think I, I want a franchise left tackle. And that's where at number six we can get one. But also we can go get Malik Willis. I'm starting to believe in the hype that he might be the guy moving forward. And, you know, he might be the best option out of this draft. He's got incredible arm talent. And, you know, we always do this every year that, you know, all of the quarterbacks, and we knew this quarterback draft class would be suspect coming into it. And now everyone's kind of glorifying these guys. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's just a Pandora's box of questions and answers. And, you know, no one really knows what to do or what to say. And, I just need some clarity, and I just hope that our our front office has a has a solid plan in place for this franchise moving forward. I do think Deshaun Watson would have actually put this franchise back, so I'm glad that it didn't happen. But now, obviously, all Panthers fans want to know: okay, now that we missed out on Deshaun, what's the plan moving forward? Because we still have a whole lot of holes to fill. So, Charlie, my chapping ass is Panthers fandom. Panthers Twitter and just kind of what the Panthers franchise wants wants to do moving forward. Yeah, well, I, I, I would be I would have a chapped ass if I were, if I were a Panthers fan too. Uh, having said that, I'm actually excited for y'all because you didn't get Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah. Um, my now my chapped ass. Also has to do with the quarterback, but it's because all of a sudden, for, you know, the 49ers fan base has always been exactly what you're talking about. It's always been split on Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, and now it's so very quiet. That's not why I'm chapped. It's very quiet because everyone's kind of waiting and seeing. Seeing what's going to happen with Jimmy. And I just, I just kind of want to know right now, yeah. Jimmy's going to go somewhere. And I just want I'm actually happy he's not going to the Browns just because I thought that he he that's not where he would would have wanted to go. Um I think he'll end up in Charlotte. I hope he does and I can go see him and get his autograph, give him a hug. Um he'll be a great quarterback for the Panthers, lead him to the playoffs. Um no comment. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, no comment. Having said that, uh, I'm uh, I'm a little chapped that this hasn't happened yet. Every day, there's another domino falling. There's dom- another domino falling, and I'm waiting for the Jimmy Garoppolo domino to fall, and it hasn't yet. Um, there's a huge quarterback carousel still unsolved. So we'll see, but I just I just want to know what's going to happen. I'm sure Trey Lance is going to be our starting quarterback next year, but I just want to I just I just want to know Jimmy's going somewhere that I I approve for him. I personally approve. I, he will call me before he goes. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, and I'll be like yes, yay or nay. 
Okay. I'll give him the yay or nay. So you give him the yay if it's to Carolina. Yeah, I would okay. definitely give him the yay. What about Indianapolis? Uh, I'd give him the yay. Okay. Um, maybe Houston? Uh, nay. What about maybe Miami? Yay, but pro- that's probably not going to Probably gonna not happen. going to happen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm struggling to think about QB needy teams at this point. Q- what? QB needy teams. Oh, I thought you did a, a long-ass... Um, acronym there no right? no no, no, yeah, no 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 yeah okay um no but yeah i, I just want to know where where my boy jimmy's going okay um bryce charlie this was a long one it was but we had a lot to talk about we did and we have a lot more to talk about that's right we'll save it for next week we will all right love y'all thank you so much for listening rate uh, like subscribe rate like subscribe